Well, welcome back to our next edition of What's Up America with Mike Kerr, as always, proudly broadcasting from Ocoee, Florida, USA, planet Earth. My guest today is Frank Palangi, who is a great singer, songwriter, musician, performer from uh, upstate New York. And Frank, it's a pleasure and honor you could join me today. And uh, we want to talk all about your great music. And first of all, why don't you tell our audience a little bit about yourself and where your love and passion for music comes from what's going on today man <laughs> it's uh i tell you it stems back to when i was a kid and movies started it uh the movie scores and the movie soundtracks kind of caught my ear and i always kind of liked i don't know just maybe how they sounded you know how they scared people and that kind of stuff so i was like maybe someday i could make my own movie scores uh, then I watched the movie The Crow, where he plays guitar on the rooftop there. And uh, I go, I want to play that. I'm, my mom was like, you want to play guitar? And I go, yeah, I want to learn guitar. I go, Let's try that. So since then, I've never looked back. So I have to blame it on all those movies out there. <laughs> but um, 13 years old, I started. Yeah. Oh, great, great. So then... You know, you mentioned 13 years old. So then, I, I mean, was there a certain point where then, you know, you knew that you were going to do this or, I mean, a, a cer certain performance or certain, you know, time that uh, kind of yeah. took you on that path? Uh, yeah, I mean, I kind of, because uh, I never did sports and stuff in high school. So I, I kind of just kept doing the music thing. I did the talent shows. I played on the local TV network. I tried to get a band together. Then I did stuff solo and that's when i started to record everything in, in my basement so i got all the recording stuff and then i got to learn all that and then it kind of blossomed into maybe i can play out full time this was like uh 2008 or so so by the time 2009 hit i was doing it quote unquote full time but you know when you first start out you don't get a lot of gigs and the pay isn't there and uh, you're just trying to build up and, and test the waters and between the songs that, you know, all the cover stuff, all the original stuff um, definitely was a growing process. But it really wasn't until 2010 uh, that I recorded my debut EP in, in Nashville that I was like, uh, you know, this is really it type thing. I think this is the path. You know what I mean? Right. So let's talk, uh, Frank, a little bit, you know, about the music. So, I mean, for you, is there certain things that inspire you to to write music or to, you know, write guitar parts? I mean, what gets you excited about, you know, writing? Uh, mostly from life experiences. And then I'll lyrically, I'll kind of pick subjects and kind of go off from there and then see if it relates to me or if it's more of a story. Um, I kind of write metaphorically, so it's not like direct. It's not like uh, this song is about a, a car wreck and then this happens and then this happens. It's, it's more of uh, interpretation for me and, and the listener. And I kind of like that uh, guitar. I, I can't really tell you. It just kind of comes right out. I pick the guitar up and usually I start to play something new or something catches my ear. And then within I don't know, a half an hour, an hour or something. I have the guts of some song and then I'll just say, what's the feeling of that? And then I'll add the lyrics and I'll start to kind of jumble, you know, uh, just I kind of mumble through it first without even words, just to see if there's a melody and stuff in there. 
So um, I don't know. Guitar wise, I guess it's the type of song. You know what I mean? Do you, do you want to go for more of a ballady, a clean song? Is it going to be heavier? Is it going to be what is it going to be? And then I kind of just choose that and then go from there and then and just do it. So, I mean, when you were talking about ballads and you know, certain types of songs. So, I mean, when you, you, you get these songs, you know, immediately, you know, the speed and the tempo and the pace. I mean, when you get the lyrics or is that something that you just feel out then? Yeah, it kind of comes naturally. I can't, you know, it's, it's a gift and it just kind of comes out, you know what I mean? And, uh, yeah, a lot of times that's one thing. I never bicker over the speed of the song. Very once in a while, I'll say that that's too slow. You know, why don't we try it faster or something? But um, generally, it, it it is what it is. Like once once I get the demo structure down on the computer and and all the stuff, you know, if it's if it's one oh eight, it's it's gonna be one oh eight pretty much. And then uh, sometimes I kind of look back and I go, eh, it could be it could be kind of a tad faster or something, but that's, that's what makes the song, I guess. You know what I mean? I've always kind of had a, an idea of doing the same song in like two or three different tempos and seeing if the listener uh, really can figure out, is it the tempo that makes the song or is it, or is it the song that makes the song? You know what I mean? Is it always going to be there? That feeling that you, when you listen to it. Right. Interesting. Uh yeah. So, I mean, as far, you know, as the song goes, I mean, so you get the song down. Is there a lot of changes from when the time you actually get the song, you know, down on paper to when you actually record it? Yeah, it's all a process. It's it's never done until you have everything recorded, even down to I could write all the perfect lyrics and be like, this is it, you know, and then I get in the booth or, you know, ready to record vocals and I'm like, wait a minute, this, this doesn't work. It doesn't work. You know, this doesn't line up with this. So I got to change this line. And sometimes it's like, if you change a line, you got to change a whole verse. And then you start thinking like, is it the same song? You know, does it mean the same thing? How can I get there? Um, and it's just little things with, uh, you know, it might be stops. It might be starts. The music might do this. You know, it's more of um, maybe it doesn't work musically. So you have to make it up with uh with vocals or something so uh yeah never i say that to everybody that i come over and record too i used to have a a, a home studio and um i'd say listen it's not anything on you but the song will change all the way up until those lyrics are done it's just kind of a natural process right so now as far as the other parts of the song so when you envision a song do you just try to get it down you know with the with the you know kind of a skeleton with uh you know the, the lyrics and the, the guitar do you envision like bass drums everything right away or does it come later everything everything yep but that's the that's you're right though that's the skeleton of it it's uh it's the demo or the 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 brain work of it you know you have all the parts you got all the diagrams and stuff ready to go and uh Sometimes a lot of things don't change from that demo version. Um, I used to do all the instruments at once. So um, basically, I don't know. I, I just kind of know what I would want to fit, you know, and if I can't physically play it, it really doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Because I usually take that to a different drummer and say, Here, here's the drums I envision. Take that and just knock it out of the park. You know what I mean? 
But then, uh, yeah, I usually end up record re-recording guitars for a song three, four times until I think they're they're there. Oh, okay. So yeah, yeah, you you tr- you know you try to you know get it you know right, but I mean, there's a certain point. Then I mean, it's a certain you know feeling that when you're in you know when you're ready to record it, then that's pretty much it. I mean, once the final recording's done, then you're kind of stuck with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pretty much until I redo it someday, <laughs> maybe. Because I, I, up to this point, I've just been doing EPs, right? So I go, well, if I ever, say I signed with a company or something came up, and I go, okay, we're going to take you know, eight or ten of those best songs from all five EPs and then throw on a couple new ones, that's the time to, to redo them. You know that so this is the album version type thing. This is this is the it version or something. It's I still feel like because of the singles and EPs that they're they're not uh they're not like the definitive like when you hear Metallica or Def Leppard like that is the song that is the record that's what it will be forever. You know what I mean? For me, it's more of a I'm growing and I kind of grow with my fans too, and I think they know that they're like oh we love like. The original, like I had a demo version of I'm Waiting, the first song I ever put out. And it was, uh, like you said, it was a lot slower. And then when I redid it for Nashville, we sped it up and it was a different band. And it gave it a whole new energy. So I'm thinking that that could be done again on those current songs eventually for the album version out there (laughs) someday. But Oh, so... For you, uh, Frank, Frank, I mean, you know, when you have these songs, do you usually wait till you record them to actually perform them? Or will you perform songs, you know, before you actually record them? Or? I usually wait to record them. There's a few that I've, I wrote uh, maybe like four years or something before I ever recorded it. And I played some version of it. Um, I don't do that because you get stuck on a certain version. And then when you go to record it, it's kind of like, well, I, I wanted what I played out for four years, but necessarily parts, you know, doesn't mean everything works either. So I prefer to just kind of like, uh, yeah, to do the, the, whatever you call it, the release version, you know, that's, that's the version that you practice. That's the one that you, you, you play. And, uh, and sometimes you have to figure out how to play it, too. Like, some of the songs are all electric, so I'm like, how do I play that on acoustic? <laughs> okay, uh, Frank. So I want to talk about, you know, the, these nice songs our audience has been uh, listening to that you said here. So the first song we have here is Fire of Love. Can you tell us about this one? Yeah, that's the new single. Um Believe it or not, it was released four days before we had a, a house fire that completely pretty much changed everything for me this year. Um, I'm lucky that I'm here and and, and have this stuff to, to do the interview. And um, I, I don't know. It's it, it's a lot. You know, it's a lot to process. I was it's just so, the whole thing's like whole full shadowing for me because I started using fire in like two of my music videos and that song, Fire Love, you know, it's got fire in the thing, in the, uh, sorry, the artwork. And it's off an EP that I wanted to put out, which is finished, but I, I haven't quite gotten there yet um, as far as everything. And, and that album cover has fire in it. 
But basically, the song is, you know, love is what's going to save us. So in that song, it's every everything is going downhill. It's almost like end of the world. You know, there's earthquakes, sinkholes. That's kind of what I picture. Like if I ever did a huge music video, kind of like an Armageddon thing. But it's it's the love and, and that hand reaching out that we can we can save us because it's a warning of sort of we're going down the wrong direction. You know what I mean? As far as we could get into climate, we could get into politics, whatever. But the, it's it's just a general version of that. Like we're not on the best path, folks, <laughs> as a whole. Right. Okay. And now another song we have here is "Gone Mad." Can you tell us about this one? Yeah, that one I wrote before the pandemic, and that EP "Bring On the Fear" uh, really hit home with the pandemic. And uh, the song is basically, there's a lot of reality shows. I've done a lot of battle of bands that are rigged, that are fake and that kind of stuff. Or they do it just for the show. You know, it's it's glitzy, it's glamorous, it has nothing to do with music. And I was like, I, I want to write a song about this, about this kind of like fake competition and, and how you can... Um, Almost like you watch it on TV where you see the fake, I call it the fake talent and stuff like that. And it's um, it's just one of those things of it's how, how sometimes ridiculous that some of these contests are, are rigged or they're just based off of how many tickets you sell. And it's really has nothing to do with with music. So, uh, yeah, it's just kind of a nice little, I guess that whole EP is a little stab at, at parts of the industry kind of stuff out there. I think that uh, could be worked on. It could be better, more genuine, you know what I mean? Right, yeah. And another song we have here is Break These Chains. Can you tell us about this one? That's the fan favorite. Uh, so long story short, one of my fans won a... a uh, a VIP radio thing with Daughtry, right? Acoustic show, only like 50 people. So she she brought me, and I met uh, the guitarist, Brian. I mean, I met Chris and, and uh, their keyboard player. But uh, we kind of hit it off, and he goes, yeah, I got a studio. You know, we record artists and that kind of stuff. And I go, well, I'd love to work with you. So that one, I went to Virginia, worked with him. And uh, I tell this story where the song, right, it was uh, I made it up in a half an hour. It was uh, out of Thanksgiving, and it was like we had a half an hour before we were going to go out to eat. And I go, uh, let me just pick up the guitar. So I picked up the guitar literally through the, the first intro to the end of the chorus. It was there with the lyric idea and the melody. And then uh, when I worked with Brian, we just kind of you know threw that right out of the park. So... Um, Getting to work with one of my influences with that was 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 awesome, and we still we still work together uh, time to time, and his and his drummer too, uh, Brandon. But uh, I don't know. It's a, it's a, if you could define me and kind of my sound, I think that that song is is it. Oh, okay, okay, Frank. So I want to tell you a little bit about you know how I've used your songs you know also i have a channel on tiktok and yeah. one of the things they offer is uh you know this like uh you know effect where there's five of you and i what i do is i usually like to dance to songs you know just make people smile a little funny i'm not obviously a professional <laughs> dancer 
And what I have done is I've taken songs and I've actually used some of your songs to dance to. I'll just say respectfully, they're not the easiest songs to dance to, but <laughs> they are really fun. And one of the songs that I, I, I had danced to was Virginia. And I just I just wanted to find out a little bit more about that song. Yeah, I can see that where it's got like a, a little groove to it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm just getting into that TikTok stuff. I use it more for like uh, music and movies and that kind of stuff. But I sometimes I'll do those duets. You know what I mean? Where you where you sing with the artist. Those are kind of cool. Um, yeah, Virginia is is like that. The lost love, the girl that you kind of met and left on the road, and and you, you just you wish you could be back with her type thing. You know, it's kind of the traditional story that probably musicians have gone through since the beginning of time where they meet somebody on the road or something. Um, and that's, uh, I, I don't know. It's pretty simple as that. It's kind of my hinderish rock ballad thing going on. I don't know. <laughs> oh. So, I mean, is there certain things, I mean, for that, that song was a little more danceable, you know, you know, it, it had a, you know, a little different of a vibe. I mean, yeah, is it's there, a little lighter. Yeah. yeah. I mean, is there a certain, you know, way again, like with that song, what, what did you always know it was going to be pretty much the way it was, sir? No, because, um, it was all done on acoustic, and I was like, I don't really know what I'm going to do for the electric. I had some ideas, uh, but Brian, again, from Daughtry, he did the leads, and I had an idea, and I was like, if we if we can make it groovy, and then I told the drummer that, too, like certain parts, um, a little more flowy, that it would uh, come off less as, I didn't want it to be a hard rock song, you know what I mean? I just kind of wanted it to be, I don't know what you want to call it regular rock <laughs> some mainstream rock i don't know but uh yeah i don't know it just it like everything it, it develops into that you know was that my plan to start with no i kind of viewed it as um like a, a real this really ballady you know what i mean right right yeah there was another song you know that I that I danced to. I'm trying to think of the name of it. it was something like Oh or Ooh or Oh Boohoo? Like, yeah, that one. Yeah, I was gonna say that's a perfect one. <laughs> <laughs> that one did start with the uh, the groove. I wanted to like uh, I was inspired from uh, Rocky. His brother is a musician, and there's a song in it goes Jiggy back, and I was like, that's that's groovy. I go, so maybe I can take something something from that groove or something like that and throw it in. Then I threw the the, the ex-girlfriend, you know, the one that's crazy and and she's chasing you. You know, she's in the review mirror and she's breaking things and she's jumping on the hood of your car. And you're like, well, I want to run her over, but I can't. You know what I mean? <laughs> so you're just trying to get away. Um, I'd say that was as intentional from the beginning as to the end, you know. Oh, well, great! <laughs> there was another song that yeah, I'm not don't remember. Remember, but do you have any suggestions for for songs I could dance to of any of your songs that uh, I haven't done yet? Well, I mean, uh, Frozen. If that's on there, that that's a ballad. That's kind of like a, a three doors down, life housey kind of ballad thing. Um, most of my other songs, they're they're just 
headbanger kind of, you know, groove and energy thing. So I don't, I can't dance either. So I, I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Frank. So I want to talk a little bit, you know, about your performances. I know the pandemic probably put a little crank in, in that, but I mean, yeah. are you getting, trying to get back? I mean, did you do a lot of live performances before the pandemic or? Yeah, for almost 10 years I did full-time cover gigs, opening for bands, um, showcases and fundraisers and almost anything, wrestling events, kind of you know, some weird side gigs and stuff too, biker events. Um, yeah, and then when COVID hit, see, I always played online on, on stageit.com, which is like an online streaming concert platform. I've, I've been with them since 2013, but it really hasn't clicked until COVID happened. And I go, well, I can't play out. So let me go back on this. Let me try the Facebook Live thing. So when I when I did that last September, it, it just it just hit right off, and I, I couldn't believe it. So, yeah, I did a lot of online stuff with them in, in Instagram and Facebook. And uh, I'm going to try to do it again because of the house fire stuff it, that killed everything so i had to i'm still like i haven't really i have to work on my vocals and stuff to and everything that happened it's been like six months where i haven't really really sang yeah i can always sing a couple songs but I, you know what i mean you want to you want to be there you want you don't want just want to sing it you want to feel like you can do it um and i'm in an apartment now so it's it we're, we're still dealing with the house and all that stuff so eventually even if it's a short one I'd, I'd like to do something more on online i actually did something at the hotel they let me use the the meeting room so i did a instagram live there um i don't i don't know honestly at this point with future plans i know i'm i'm studying berkeley i'm, I'm getting my rock guitar certification cuz i teach lessons too so i'm i'm kind of just focusing on that audio mixing my chops, you know, getting the chops going and, uh, the live stuff's definitely on the back burner. I, I don't really have an answer for that, but maybe next year. Yeah. Yeah. We'll just have to see. So Frank, with teaching these lessons, then, I mean, do you teach like, you know, basic guitar? Do you teach what you, you play or how does that work? Any level or yeah, usually beginner to intermediate. Usually the advanced kids, they don't actually take lessons anymore unless it's very specific for some reason. And yeah, I mean, I guess if somebody wanted to say, you know, I want to play Break These Chains, I could teach them, <laughs> I guess. But uh, mostly it's, it's uh, you know, I start with the, the scales and the structure, a little theory, and it's all about, um, it's not really about the songs at first because it, it takes about a, a year to really get going if if you practice. I recommend like 30, 30 minutes a day. It's it's more about this right here, your hands stretching, getting your fingers moving, um, learning what you have to do. Then the riffs and the songs and stuff will come in and they'll be a lot easier and you'll understand that, oh, like this, this is why that's there, you know, that sort of thing. Because I think... Uh, when you start out, and I was like, I'm going to, even right now, I don't know if you know how to play guitar, but if I said, I'm going to teach you the beginning of Enter Sandman, you'd have no idea what the strings are, you know, anything about it, any of the background or anything. So I think uh, I think that's really important, you know, to start out with. 
Okay, Frank. So, you know, you mentioned about, you know, Facebook Live and, you know, doing these uh, these uh, shows, uh, you know, virtually. I mean, is that something that you think you'd like to, to continue, you know, even after, you know, we, we get, well, somewhat back to normal? I mean, do you think uh, that's something you'd still like to do? Yeah, I've, I've, like I said, I've done it since 2013, so I don't think I'm not going to do it. You know what I mean? It's a good, uh, it's a good in between because I have a lot of fans from a lot of different places and I, I honestly have never toured the full U.S. I kind of just stay up near the Northeast part. So that's, that's really their only way to hear me live. So I, I feel like, uh, you know, because of them and stuff too, that I, I'll, I'll always, I'll probably always do it you know, either more or not as much, you know, you know, that depends on what's going on, but definitely, definitely. So as far as, you know, your setup, I mean, do you play with a band or you play a, a, a solo acoustic or? I've done everything. I've done the tracks, solo acoustic bands, two piece acoustic percussion, uh, two electrics and a track, like whatever works and whoever's available, you know, that sort of thing. Lately, before the pandemic, um, I used to play acoustic. I'd have a guitar player, bass player, and a drummer. Um, but now we're only uh, really a two-piece. So I'll do electric. I sing. We got the backing tracks, which has bass and some of the extra stuff. And then you have the drummer. So it's really just you and the drummer, and I, I kind of dig that. It's kind of it's kind of neat. It's very simple. You just have to deal with one other person's schedule, you know, rather than four. And um, practice is pretty is a lot easier. Um, yeah, I still, I think, I think the people they they always want. I think maybe more of the acoustic. Maybe it's because it's me, you know, sitting here and and performing for you rather than. Electric is, you know, I mean, it's showy. It's you got the stage and you got all that kind of stuff. It's more intimate with the acoustic. It's one one on one. I think that's why a lot of people like that style. Oh. So I mean, Frank, when you, let's say you know you're playing solo acoustic versus you know you have the full band. I mean, is what you're playing on the guitar going to be different than you know between solo acoustic and the full band or? Yeah, a few things. The songs change a little bit. Um, sometimes they're the same. See, electric, I like to add little instrumental things, you know, little thing like the I'll have the drummer go off and do a beat on his own, and or I'll, I might go off and do a little thing on the guitar, or I might I might just talk for a second or something. You know, you have you have those uh, intervals of of stuff on acoustic. Since there's only one instrument, it's kind of hard to do that. You know what I mean? It's kind of hard to keep. So I think acoustics is very much you play one song and then it's done. And then maybe you talk and then, you know what I mean? It's not as uh, showy, flowy as, as the electric stuff. But maybe people like that better. I'm, I don't know. Right. So one of the things I've seen, you know, on uh, you know the Internet, you know, with Zoom is that you'll have a whole band and they'll be actually playing live, you know, on Zoom. I mean, it's yeah. it, and I, it works for them. But I mean, is that something you you've actually done? I mean, does it work well? Can you actually play live virtually? All four guys separated. Uh, unfortunately, no. 
the way those work is because of the delay. There'd be no way we'd be able to play on time uh, because there's even if it's a microsecond delay. So what we do is, uh, you know, we take the click track of the song and we work off of that. So the drummer will do the drums and then maybe I'll do the guitar with the vocal and then we'll do the bass and stuff after. And then like a movie, you know, you put it together so we're all on screen and then we're all on time. We are playing it live, but we're we're doing it in our own spaces like the Brady Bunch. You know, how they had their own squares, that kind of thing. So uh, that's how that's done. I guess I just told everybody how, how they do it. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's okay. Okay, uh, Frank. So I want to talk a little bit, you know, more about now. Do you have a website? Yep. Yeah, it's frankplangy dot com. Um, I'm on almost all the social media sites. I'm on, you know, Amazon, iTunes, Spotify, Pandora Radio, all those good places. I just say, uh, I say Yahoo, Yahoo, my name instead of Google, Yahoo it. <laughs> And I don't know, were you aware that your songs were on the approved music list for TikTok? Yeah, yeah. They're on uh, Instagram, Facebook, and Snapchat now, too. So I guess that's cool. <laughs> yeah, I use them, too. I use them every once in a while. Oh, great. Uh, so now, as far as if, you know, everyone would like to, you know, purchase your music and help support you do you have like still physical CDs? I don't know if anybody wants them. But. I do. I, I actually sell more CDs than I do digital. You know why? Because I, I think because uh, I autograph each one of them. So I, I think they like that something personal. Even if they don't play the CD, it's something for them to collect and, and that kind of thing. Because um, I know some people that buy the CD, but then they buy it digital too because that's what they listen to more. Um but yeah, if you go to the, my website, I have CDs. I have I have some other stuff on there. I have uh, you can browse. Like I, I, you know, I offer guitar lessons and all that kind of stuff too. And I think meet and greets. And I tried to add on a little bit more of what I had before uh, the fire. And I'm trying to figure out what what I could do currently to offer too. But there's always little little things in there: guitar picks and coasters and that kind of stuff. Um, if not, then uh, just download everything digital from, from where you like to, and uh, it should be all on there. The whole catalog should be there. Great. Okay, and before we go, Frank, do you, like I said, I use, you know, use your music, you know, for, for my TikTok. Do you think it would be helpful to you if our listeners and viewers would, you know, use your music, get your music out there? Do you think that would be beneficial to you? Yes, any... Uh, Instagram, Facebook story, TikTok stuff, uh, using the songs and tagging the artists. Because what that does, it tells the, al the algorithm that um, your song is being used and then it starts to get a little bit more popular. But also, we it's not much at all. I think it's like not even a penny. It's portions of a penny. But we do get paid every single time somebody uses the song. And there's, it reaches a point where, I don't know, say it got used 10 million times or something like that. Probably you'd get paid better than, you know, if it's been played 50 times or something like that. But it's, uh, it is exposure and it exposes your whole audience to, to the songs. Whoever your followers are, they're going to be like, what's this song? You know what I mean? That sort of thing. Maybe check it out. So yeah, any chance to, to reshare, to use it in your stories, 
uh, I, but the tagging part, I think, is the most important. You got to tag the artists because then we can share it too. Okay, okay uh, Frank. Well, that uh, sounds uh, great. We really appreciate your time. Any final thoughts or anything else you'd like to mention here? I uh, just keep rocking out there, guys. I appreciate the support, and uh, you know, stay safe. And we'll see what next year brings. And uh, anytime you guys want to hit me up. Hit me up on on social media. It's I handle everything, so I look forward to to seeing you or chatting with you someday. Okay, uh, Frank, and if you could give your website one final time, please. Yeah, it's frankpalangi dot com. Uh, P A L A N G I. Okay, my guess has been. Frank Palangi, and you've been listening to the Mike uh, What's Up America with Mike Kara. And uh, please catch us again uh, next time. See you guys. Okay.